Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. The Lord is so precious, and we want to always work with Him. Amen. We're always trying to bring him down to our level, and that kind of never really works, does it? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, we've been talking a lot about, in the last few weeks, about identity and in the different ways, who God is and, and how we can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I have a, you know, everybody's got their own personal little issue. You like to, you know, the things I like to get in my, the back of my pickup and drive around like a van. You know, it's so funny. Uh, things change over the years. When I grew up be- being in the Salvation Army, I, I think from the time I could hold an instrument, one was in my hand. So I was probably four years old when my father put a cornet. We didn't have trumpets in the Salvation Army. We used cornets, and praise the Lord, because they're smaller. And, and I, I have uh, his trumpet now, or his cornet. And it's a precious one that somebody gave to him. And every now and then I drag it out around Christmas for a couple of reasons. One of them was because <laughs> we used to, at this time of year, um, even as soon as I was old enough, um, I played in with along with the seniors. We would pl- put everybody in the back of a pickup and drive around the streets in, in the area where our church was, and we'd play Christmas carols. And we'd do that for about two hours while people went door-to-door collecting for the Salvation Army and all the projects that they do throughout the year. Most of the finances that they used to go throughout the year was collected in that three weeks that we would go around. I'll tell you what, sometimes it was we would go out in the snow, and, and it, we used to have a lot of snow back then. So everybody, you know, climate change and all the rest of it, uh, it does change. That's true. It's changed a lot. I can remember uh, I li- we lived in Vancouver, and sometimes it was difficult to cross the street to go to, to school in grade one, uh, it was so deep. My mom was concerned because I was the same height as the snow. So, you know, things change, don't they? But we would pray, play those Christmas carols, and sometimes because you're warm and you're blowing in an instrument, they would freeze. <laughs> and uh, that was really special. But in a sense, we went around with those tunes in our pickup, or my dad's pickup, and, and somebody else would drive. And it was a friend of his that heard the gospel for many years. And I want to encourage you in this season, we heard uh, at the beginning as well, this is a time in with Anne, and, and people are hearing the gospel. And if we're not ashamed, and if we're bold, and we speak it plainly, we can have a, a great door and opportunity. So many people were led to the Lord as they went to the door. Now, often I flipped around from being in the back of the pickup to playing my instrument to because they didn't have enough people to knock on doors. And oddly enough, it was these two ages, the people who were over 60, God asked questions, and the people under 20. Why were you doing this? Now, it's interesting because when you're older, people listen to you. I have gray hair. People listen to me now. They give me seats on buses. It's really cool. I don't take it very often, but they're like, oh, ma'am, would you like a seat? Yes, I would. Thank you. <laughs> I don't say no. <laughs> it's very interesting. People open doors for me. Oh, here, let the mama through. Let the grandma through. Okay. Would you like to go first? Yes. 
Why would I turn that down? When I was younger, because I was about 14 when I was doing that, and we always wore a uniform, and yes, I wore a uniform with my hair in a bun and a hat on top. They said, why are you doing this? And I'd stop and give them gospel, because I was trained to do that. And many people who in Navy have never heard, heard the gospel those nights. We have great opportunities in front of us, but there's a key. And I believe we can find that key. Let's turn with us to Romans chapter 1. I talked a lot in, in Twitter this week about blame and, and had that word, prophetic word last Sunday, on blame and how it's so important to remove blame from our life. Not just blame, but embarrassment, I think so. Have you ever done this? I'm so embarrassed for so-and-so. They're so, like, what they're doing is embarrassing. Why are we embarrassed for someone else that should be embarrassed for themselves? <laughs> just a thought. I don't know why we're carrying that thing, <laughs> but that's probably another sermon. But it's a good one, amen? <laughs> don't be embarrassed when someone else should be. <laughs> I'm thinking, why aren't you embarrassed for that? Because I feel it. <sighs> amen. <laughs> Did you find the book of Romans? It's right after Acts. <clears throat> Great things happened in the book of Acts, and now we're on to Romans, amen? Romans chapter 1. And I'm going to read it at verse 13. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren. See, God wants us to be wise. Amen. Not, not ignorant. And ignorant means without knowledge. Amen. It doesn't mean stupid or all of those other things that we use the word ignorant for. And uh, we won't go into that. Praise the Lord. I'm going to untouch that. But oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto that I might have some fruit among you, even as among other Gentiles. He's looking to have some product. He's looking to have a return. He's looking to have something happen. Now, Paul, an interesting fellow, I think in many ways, <laughs> uh, you know, if you think he called himself the chief of sinners. So it doesn't look like he had his identity, but he did find his identity. And once he did, he knew that there was something very valuable that he carried that he was believing to have happened in those he ministered to. He wasn't looking for them to go, whoa, I'm the chief of sinners along with you. Whoa, we finally realized we're in the depths of sin. Look at all of us. Look at our bad. Look where we came from. Mm -mm. He does not do that. He does not do that. And in the same way, I continue to say, let us not build our relationship based on where we have been. And what has gone wrong. And the pain we've experienced. This world is trying to desperately define their identity through relating through pain and bad experience. And we need to be different. That's not what Paul's expecting. He's not going to go, whoa, ho, there we go. There's a whole church and we're all just sinners waiting for God. Mm -mm 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 -mm. That's not the fruit he's looking for. Aren't you glad? Oh, man, come on, guys. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad he's not looking for your weakness? Amen. He's not looking for your past. He's not looking for your sin. He's not looking for a lineup of what you did wrong yesterday and just before you came to church. You know, did you cuss at your spouse? Did you feel like freaking out at the driver in front of you? Sometimes that happens right before we come to church. <laughs> but that's not what he's looking for. Amen? Amen? Oh, my, my. Are we awake today? Come on. <laughs> He's not looking for your lineup of sin. Whew. There you go. We're getting a response now. Some of you are waking up. He's looking to have fruit. What kind of fruit? What kind of fruit? I'm both a debtor to the Greeks and the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. So as much as in me, I am ready 
to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome here. He's ready. He's ready. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, I hear people quote that all the time, but never put it where it belongs and how it functions and how it collects together and how it has a whole message. We don't want to just kind of pop out in the middle with one verse and never have it connected to other things. Amen? We need to connect it in our life. We need to connect. Why is Paul not ashamed? What happened? How did Paul get rid of shame in his life? Most of us are so hung on what we did wrong that we got the big shame banner hanging everywhere we go. Look at me. I'm embarrassed. I'm a Christian. No wonder we're not sharing the gospel. Oh, I don't, you know, it comes this time and we're going to meet all our unsaved relatives and the ones that are cranky and weird and all of that. And we go and we're going to go, how are we going to move among them? We're going to have to put our salvation in a box and all of our language. No. We don't put our salvation in the fridge. Or in the freezer. We're not the frozen chosen. Amen? I'm not going to They'll know me by my attitude. Well, let's hope not. I hope we're worth more than that. Dear Jesus, help me now. Where did we get? Oh, we're ready. That's what, you know, we're ready. We're ready, people. We're ready, people. We've been talking about that. We're ready. We're ready. Don't be ashamed of the the God who saved you. Don't be ashamed of his healing power. Don't be ashamed of his delivering power. That doesn't mean you have to be weird about it either. You don't have to come in with a big black Bible swinging it everywhere. You know, chances are that's why they think you're the weird relative and not them. Don't be weird, but be yourself and expect a harvest of who you are. I don't change my words. I remember I was in a situation with one particular relative who had a very colorful vocabulary. He could put cuss words together in a way that was almost magical. I was like, how did you string all those together and somehow made a sentence out of it? I don't know. But he could. He was very skilled in cussing. And when I came around, he'd go, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was like popcorn. You know, like just stop or change your mind. I say, it's okay, fine. I just say, praise the Lord all the time. Well, that was horrific for him. I just, it's in my language. Well, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Bless the Lord. Da, 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 just myself. I said, it's okay. You be yourself. I be myself. We're all good. I was like, <laughs> did not like that. It was interesting. You know how. Acceptance only goes in a certain direction. (laughs) Sinners want acceptance. They long for it. But they don't want it this way. They want it their own way. But that's all right. Be yourself. Don't change your language. Don't change your language. Be who you are. Be who you are. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? Why? Why are we not ashamed? I think this way. We're going to flip some more. We're going to give our Bible a little workout. This is why I'm not ashamed. I, maybe it's not why you are. I'm going over to First John, little guy, right before Revelation and Jude. First mm, John 4. This is why I'm not ashamed. And I'm going to believe for every one of us to come to that place. Because it's a good place. I'm ready. I'm not ashamed. And I got a, an idea about that power. Oh, it's not for me anyway, but if I yield to it, mm, wahoo. Amen? Did you find 1 John 4? 
Well, praise the Lord. Let's start at 11 because I like it. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That'd be a great place to begin. Amen. <laughs> Amen. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. Now we're talking about seeing God in a way that is different than, than what John, you know, when Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. This is a different kind of looking. Hereby, we know, know we, that we dwell in him and he in us. He has, he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. We got this. We know this. How many people are born again and you know it? All right, did it change how your perspective is? Absolutely. There's there a confidence? Absolutely. You know you're not going to go to hell. You should be very confident in that. And, and not afraid of, of death. When it comes, it'll be glorious. Now, not so good for the people around you, but they'll get over it. Amen? And why would they get over it? They'll get over it because that confidence and comfort will come from the Holy Ghost to help you until you go with them. It's not bad to be in your heavenly home. We just don't like always the transition. We're not good at that. Some people have old ideas, and we'll get to that. Maybe Pastor Jason will teach on that one day. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. We love you, Pastor. <laughs> and he said, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. And see, that's the part where God dwells in us. But hey, did you hear that last part? And us in God. Wait just a second now. How does that work? How does that work? Us in God. You see, we have not moved into deeper trust because trust is of makes us very very vulnerable and when we think oh i'm with god and and we begin to think well if i'm in god and he's in heaven and it's holy and it's got all kinds of angels it's not really going to prove of some of the things i do with my life and then it gets kind of touchy so it's easier to think about him being with us and then we kind of walk along as if he's not there you can kind of sort of put it on the back burner we're glad we're saved, but it's back burner business. We don't have to consciously think, oh, he's with me, he's watching me. Oh, he's watching that TV show with me. Mm. My word. <laughs> when our kids were younger and they wanted to watch a sh you know, different shows that their friends were watching, I I I'm really praying, what are we going to do with this, Lord? So I let them watch him, and I just sit in the room. <laughs> and they're like, oh, 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 they turn it off after a while. They couldn't stand it. I didn't say anything. I'd be reading a book. But they'd be like, mm, 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 mm. I didn't, I wasn't even trying to work conviction. <laughs> I wasn't doing any of that. I was just reading. I was like, you know, I was like, I spy with my light. It wasn't like that, you know. And just that reality of having someone else in the room. We have a reality of someone else in the room. But we're also in his room. We're in his room. It's a great place. And if we are really moving into trusting God, we see that we're in his room. And when we begin to trust, we go, hey, this is a great place. But trust includes vulnerability. And, and that means we're going to have to rely on him to take care of us when we're not sure about the details. There was a time when we were in... Indonesia, Doreen and I, and some people were wanting to bless us and bought us supper, and that was wonderful. 
And when they dropped us back at the hotel, they said, you're staying in this hotel? We went, yeah, that's a nice la 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 la. Well, you know, the hotel might be nice, but there's these two temples full of witchcraft and la 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 la. They're right beside you. Doesn't that bother you? No. Doesn't it like disturb your sleep? No. Not at all. We're walking around everywhere. And they're like, how did you get there? I said, I'm the peer. I make the pressure. <laughs> I Jesus dwelling in me. Are you kidding me? You think some dead idol who can't talk going to trouble me? Come on. Come on. I'm dwelling in God. If he said it wasn't safe, I trust him to tell me that. Don't go there. It wasn't like that. We were walking around the street late at night. Do we do that everywhere? No. Did we do it there? Yes. Why? We trusted him, and, and the Holy Ghost gave us a witness. It was safe. We've been in places. It wasn't safe. God said don't. We didn't. But those dead things across the street didn't bug us at all. And it's time we moved into a place where dead stuff quit talking to us. Because they're not really talking. But somebody is. That's a voice of fear. <gasps> but what if they were doing curses? Well, it says the curse was bought when Jesus went to the cross. And no curse is going to work against me. Not ever. Not now. Not ever. No, never, not, never, never. Not going to happen. Paid for the curse. Now, sometimes... People need that declared over their life. And there's times when I've said, I believe God, the blood of Jesus broke the curse over you. Now, I'm believing from Galatians where it says that he paid for every curse on the tree. And I don't believe curses can prosper, but some people need it decreed over their life. And I'm okay with that. But let's not go around trying to find out how many generations of curses are on you because somebody sinned once. Let's come back to who Jesus is and see if we can get into that fruit of who he is and who we are, and I dwell in him, and he dwells in me, and I'm dwelling with God in heaven. Amen? Rate. <laughs> and here comes the good part. Well, it's all good, but here we go. Are you buckled up? Herein is our love made perfect. And see, this is the troubling things that we come to. Herein is our love made perfect, mature, whole, not missing anything. Your love and mine. Imagine that. I see holes in my love. I see all these weaknesses, all the areas where I'm not doing well. <laughs> you know, there was this thing that they fed us in Indonesia. I talked about it with the little bowl with the stuff in the mud. And it had this white thing that was fungus with all the holes in it. And yesterday I went to buy my husband a treat and I went into TNT Market and I saw them floating in a thing there, too. <laughs> and I said, Jesus, people eat this. It kind of looked like some weird heart thing, to be honest with you. And I was thinking about how we go through life feeling like we got holes, and that thing was wiggly and chewy. And, <gasps> and I thought, this is how most people live. They do. This is my heart. Wiggle, wiggle, chew, chew, full of holes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, come on. 
What is with people? Baby. <laughs> like, really? It's nasty. And, and here it is, our love made perfect. But we're walking around like that weird piece of white stuff with holes in it and chewy. You know, we're, I'm not chewy. And I'm not Chewbacca either. <laughs> I, you know, and well, you know, I'm just on a journey and God is perfecting me. Come on. What is that all about? Is that about an excuse for all the sin of the places you miss it? Just asking. I didn't plan to go this way, Lord. <laughs> I was really excited <laughs> that we may have boldness. <laughs> That we may have boldness. How did I get here? Praise the Lord. Because we're not ashamed and we're bold and it's wonderful. That we may have boldness. It's wonderful to go into a country and, and have them come back and go, we love you. you I don't even know how to describe it. We felt like, like you, we, you loved us. And, and we did. We did love them. There's not a person here today that doesn't believe I love them. I do. It's not hard. I don't even have to work it up. I have to go, there, I got love going. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on. I declare I love you. I declare, I declare. Come on, right? And then we go, well, God, help me love people. Because they're so weird. There was a point in my life I prayed that, but that was not yesterday. <laughs> Aren't you so glad? I thought it would work, but it didn't. We're having an honesty session here today, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the nervous laughter. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Boldness, this is what it means. Freedom in speaking. It's not loud. It's not loud. Unreserved in speech. Open, frankly, without concealment. Without concealment. And you see, when you've really got that love thing going, it, it, you can't hide it. You can't shove it in a box. You can't push it down. It just works. And, and that's how boldness comes. Boldness rooted in his perfected love in your life produces a wonderful, fruitful harvest. Can't help itself. Jesus is a multiplier. What he sows is creative. And when Jesus is sowing his love and he sowed Jesus as his only son, and when he sowed it into your life, he sowed something wonderful. Do you think that the harvest of that is going to be lame or holy or chewy? No. The harvest of Jesus coming into our life is beautiful, lovely, healing, whole. It's not a whole bunch of misses. Herein is my love. Can you put that in there? Put your name in there. Herein is, you know, and put your name. Herein is Lanny's love made perfect. Herein is Deborah's love, Lloyd's love, Darcy's love. Herein is, and put your name right there. Write it in your Bible today. Herein is my love made perfect. And I mean, it's great that it's our, and I believe with you, but you got to take hold of this for yourself. Herein is our love made perfect, that we might have boldness, plainness of speech. Open. Now, here's another one. It says, fearless confidence. How many people would love to be fearless? When your love, his love is perfected in you, there is a fearless place. 
I'm not afraid to trust him. I'm not afraid to do that. I'm not afraid. Because as he is, so am I. I could say we, but how about you? I am. So am I. So am I. This is what the world is looking for. They don't have this. And if they have boldness, and they might have some, and it's kind of crazy boldness, it's for what they believed in their heart, good, bad, or otherwise. There, there is a boldness in this generation. They are sometimes crazy bold. And there's a Christian standing alongside going with a little thing. You know what I saw? It's a whole bunch of them standing up. And then I saw a whole bunch of Christians getting in this move. And you know what they did? It's a couple years ago. We're praying for our country. And they all showed up in Parliament with tape over their mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they all said, they showed up. They were protesting Christians with tape over their mouth. And there were the protesters, the other kind, pushing for whatever it was they were pushing for, yelling and shouting and cussing at the Christians when they stood there with. And it was because of an Old Testament take. He stood as a lamb before the slaughter and didn't utter a word. That's before the cross. I have boldness in this day, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I am not ever going to have tape on my mouth. And I think if you felt like you had tape over your mouth, time to rip that thing off. We have boldness in the day of judgment. Boldness. Boldness. When I stand before God at the great white throne judgment, there's not going to be an apology time. It's going to be a joyful time. I'm here. Oh, hallelujah. Look at my God. Woo. I mean, you know, that's, that's how we should be. Boldness. Woohoo! Oh, man, I just, you know, I just scraped by under the pearly gate. No. You know, I don't know if it has an under, but we, we go. <laughs> Tell you what. We got to get up, man. We got the great and almighty God. We sang about him, Jesus, you know. And then we come out and we go to Monday and, and we, go, we go back to begging and whining. Where did that boldness come from? Jesus. We went from, you know, shouting in victory on Sunday to whining and begging on Monday. And then by the time we hit Wednesday, the hump day, we're like, oh, I don't even know if I can say Jesus out my mouth because it's been so bad. Right? Where was your boldness? And where did it go? You know, we are not the people who use duct tape. Right? Don't use that stuff. Get it away. Second Timothy 1.12 says, For I know for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. It would be good if we got that word coming out of our lips. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded. Now, familiar verse, but let's not just make it a little quote. Let it come from our heart, from our inner man. I know whom I believed. I do know. I do know. We could stand up and have many testimonies of God moving very powerfully in your life. I can tell you this year has had very strange sides to it, nothing in the middle, but I shouldn't be surprised. You know, it's had great victory and Ay, ay, ay. And I, I'm not a, you know, a great person. I tend to be black and white, so it really shouldn't be a surprise that it's either or. 
And here I am. I'm not defeated. I'm not wallowing in grief. Why? Because I'm not ashamed. I know who I am believed. I know that what he said promised is uh, what he's promised will work. I know that. I live it. I expect it. And I'm not ashamed of it. And I'm pretty bold about it. And I expect that every person here should be as well, but in the way that God has spoke to you in your heart. It's time we rose up from the place where God uses us and recognize the great value. What did he put in you this year? What did he put in you? Well, if I really give it over, I come back to, I can't trust him. I'm going to be so vulnerable. What if I get hurt again? Let me tell you something. When Jesus came into the world, he was a little baby. If there was ever a demonstration of trust, there was a trust of God for crazy mankind who was full of sin, and he knew it. Think about that. Think about that. God knew. He's the only one. He knows what's in the heart of men. And he put his only son into the hands of men. Helpless. They'd have to change his diapers. They'd have to carry him everywhere. It was helpless. Everybody here seen a baby. Everybody. Everybody knows how helpless they are. They can't feed themselves. They can't wash themselves. They can't even speak. And God trusted man to take care of his only son. The least we could do is trust him to take care of us. I'm not ashamed. I know who I am. And he is able. He is able. Very able. Miraculous. We say, I dwell in God. His love is perfecting in me. <coughs> in Isaiah 35, it tells us that sometimes things are rough. And that's the truth. Sometimes things are rough. God's not saying, by the way, I didn't know there'd be rough times. <coughs> he knows. He knows. In Isaiah 35, it says, The wilderness and solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. So even in the dry place, even where it's difficult, there's a blooming and some people, well, I'm having a desert experience. Well, you don't need to. We don't live there anymore. But should you feel like you're in a desert, it still looks like harvest. So I don't know what you're looking at. Even in the Old Testament, they prophesied that. It shall blossom a little bit abundantly. And rejoice even with joy and singing, and the glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. It doesn't matter what circumstance, what situation you're faced with. Even in the Old Testament, they're able to see, when you get in God's presence, the rest is history. <laughs> Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the, weave, the, the weak knees. Wait a minute, we're supposed to help the others? Yeah, absolutely. 
We're, up, we're supposed to say, hey, get up. What are you doing there? What are you doing in that mess? There is no reason, hear me, no reason for any believer to be weak. No reason. No excuse, no reason. When we remove the words of blame out of our life and out of our vocabulary and out of our heart, now we can truly trust. We can trust. Because as long as we're making, this is why I've done this because of so-and-so. I had a bad experience as a child. I've had bad experiences as a child. I've had good ones too. But how is it that the few moments that were difficult are altering and adjusting our attitude for the rest of our life? I've had a few desert moments. They were unpleasant. And yes, they felt dry. But the truth was there was always a harvest. I just didn't see it. I didn't see it. I had some weak knees. I've had some feeble times, but it's not where I live. Amen? I live in abundance. I have got to see it. And sometimes I've needed the help of others to help me see it, to help me recognize. No more excuses, Pastor Gwen. No more excuses for weakness. No more excuses. No more excuses. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, what? It's okay to be weak. We understand where you've been. I've been there myself sometimes. And you can relate to the weakness and the pain I've walked through. That's what we're saying today, right? No wonder we're weak. Because we're still relating to pain. We're doing that. As I'm on a journey and you're on a journey, we all understand, la, la, la. And we understand the path that you're on. And it might have a few logs. And then we make a nice little picture. Yes. Here's my stony path. Here's where Jesus carried me. Look at there's only one foot set of footprints in the sand. Oh, Jesus. And we end up weak and lame. And afraid. Because surely if you're weak and afraid, where the word's concerned and where the living God, wait a minute, aren't we like, isn't he in us and aren't I like him? And where did that happen? And where did it go? Oh, my word. Oh, my. Say to them, be strong. Be strong. Fear not. Fear not. I don't care what doctors say. I care what the great physician says. They're practicing medicine, right? Practicing. And practice on someone else when they get it right, talk to me. Amen? I love them and I pray for them and I'm grateful for what they do, but always under the great physician. Say to them, that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not, behold, your God will what? He will what? Oh, my word. He's coming, man. And coming back again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. With vengeance and with God, with a recompense, and he will come and save you. Well, just once. Well, he had to do it once, you know, and, and he did that. But, you know, when you get stuck again, don't get stuck in rescue thing. Don't get stuck in that. You have all these songs about rescue. He rescued the darling. We're so, we've got to sit. We, I love our worship here, by the way. I just love it. We don't have to sing about just trying to get saved. Praise the Lord, we are. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you, Shalane. <clears throat> you know, it's lovely to sing about God, and I understand that there's people who write songs in their first seasons, but aren't you glad we don't have to sing the songs they sung, some of them, you know? We're just climbing up. God, I hope you, you save me. I hope you're there when I get there and that kind of deal. And then, and then you know, it's kind of like the song out of Judges. They sang this song in Deborah's day. 
and they took a tent peg and put it through his head, la, la, la. That's not the song we sing today. But that's kind of like the songs we sing in some places. Because they're talking about everything that went bad. And I'm, I'm all for a victory song and a victory dance. But let's, let's get it in the right category, amen? He'll come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind show what? Oh, they'll be open. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame shall leap. And we're going to do all this. Now, see, this was prophesied. So this is where we're supposed to live. Yeah. What, this is supposed to be our life. Leaping and dancing. And I haven't seen much of that in our church yet, but I expect to. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. They went walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Be strong. Fear not. The parched ground, verse 7, shall become a pool in the thirsty land, springs of water. That's where we're supposed to be living. And Pastor Jason brought that out tonight. I said, why are we still thirsty? He said, we'll never thirst again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Look at verse 8. A highway shall be there and a way, and it'll be called the way of holiness. And the unclean shall not pass over, but it shall be for those, those wayfaring men, though fools, shall not enter therein. Watch. No lion shall be there, nor ravenous beast shall go upon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed of the Lord shall walk there. Now, hear me. And I'm serious about this. It's time we got our devil talk in the right place. It's time. There is no lion here. He can roar, but he's not on the path. He's not on my street, and he's not on my journey, and he's not in my lane. He's roaring in the desert somewhere, and he's probably mad because he's the one drying up. Let him dry up and let him roar, but he's not going to affect what I do, and he's not allowed to distract me, and he's not allowed to distract you. He's little, and he's got nothing if he can't use you. And if he can't get in your head, he's got nothing on you. Nothing. No beast is on my path. That's my promise. That's mine, and that's why when we go places and we meet people who've had the devil overcome them, we shoo him out. I toss him out like an old bit of dust that I would sweep with a broom. I am not concerned with what he does. He's been overcome, and I am just showing him the law book. Out. I don't even have to use a gun, like the word, like bullets from the word. I don't have to use that. I just have to stand there. Why? He's not on my path. He is not. I am walking in the way of holiness, and so should you. That's the path we're on. I'm born again. That's where I live. That's where you live. And it's time that we got this back in perspective. He does a big song and dance, especially right now. Oh, he says, watch. I'm going to show you his lie so you know, and that thing doesn't torture you anymore. Oh, it's Christmas. Look who's not at the table. 
And instead of celebrating and making every day and every moment count for those who are living, for those who love you, for those who need to know that Jesus loves them, for all of those reasons, you get caught up in the missing instead of the living. It is a lie straight from the pit of hell to distract you. Shut that thing down. He does not live on your street. And he is not permitted. And you need to put up a no trespassing sign. Yeah. Some of that yellow tape. <laughs> Get a roll. <laughs> and start speaking with your mouth. What's your Christmas going to be like? What's the time with your family? How about speaking what the word says? My time with my family is going to be filled like it says here. With all those wonderful things. Thirsty. It will, with the thirsty who come around from my family, there'll be springs of water coming out of my mouth. It's going to quench their empty soul. And the places where they need Jesus are going to be filled. And those people who come who need him are going to see a reality in you. And they're going to receive a reality in me. And we're going to show who we are because that's who we are. And we can't keep it contained anymore. I'm him and he's in me and I'm in him and it's good. And people are just going to have to cope. And if they don't, they can get saved, which is better. They can join the party. (laughs) No lion will be there. No lion. No lion. No destruction. No crazy people. They might be crazy, but they can get sane. (laughs) Yes, both poles. Amen. God loves them more than you do. And me. It's time we started knocking out those crazy lies. This is what my Christians, they're going to love me. Why? Because I got the love of God in me and it's irresistible. Because I'm not ashamed. Can you say that without freaking out in your boots? Come on. I am not ashamed. I got the love of God in me. It's perfected in me. I am a person who's going to love and they're going to receive my love. They're going to love my love. Oh, it's good. It's good. Ah, (laughs) at that time we had that. You don't know my family. Come on, (laughs) crazy lion roaring at you. You think your crazy aunt, uncle, cousin, whatever is too big for God? That's just crazy. (laughs) Well, you know. No, I refuse to know. I know who I believe, and that's bigger than anything other crazy people can think. You need to go and read this again. What is it like? Oh, my goodness, it'll blossom as a rose. That's where I'm living. I'm living in the blossoming harvest of Jesus Christ. His love, his joy, his grace, his healing power, his deliverance, and his fun. Jesus is fun. He's fun. He likes to party. He's got the biggest dinner table ever because it's going to fit all of us. And there might be turkey. (laughs) Right. We like that. It catches up. Amen. We're so focused on the habitation of dragons. Oh, what's going on in the city today? Mm, I discern. You know? Yeah. Well, kick it out if you discern it. You know? Hear from heaven and deal with it. Absolutely. 
Pastor Neil said, use the authority Jesus bought for you. That'd be a good place to begin. Amen. Amen. Why are there dragons in my backyard? Because you let them in. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Absolutely. Don't let them in your head. Loud voices. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Why? Because I believe. And because I know who I am. I know who I was, too. But I'm not relating to you that way. We need to relate to who he is. And he may have been helpless in our hands, but he's mighty in our hand now. (laughs) He always was. He always was. People need us to live this. Not afraid. Not ashamed. Not distracted by kooky voices. And live in it. And live in it. Because as he is, so am I. Right now. It's not a wait for it. Wait for it, it's coming. I'm getting there. Come on, everybody. We're all going to wait. I'm not against, you know, tearing in his presence because I like that. <laughs> what do you, do? you know, that's an old-fashioned term. They use. We're going to tarry in his presence. I'm not sure why they were doing it, but I can tell you this. I like to just enjoy his presence. And if tearing in his presence means hanging out with God, I'm good with that. I think we should do that more and not be afraid. Don't be afraid. We are the winning team. We are not going to be the winning team. We are the winning team. No lion, no dragons, no crazy stuff, just a voice on the outside trying to take you away and distract you from who you are. But I know who I have believed. Do you? Do you? Will you trust him? Thank you, Jesus. Today, I'd just like to pray for those who are struggling in physical ways. God is such a, he, he just loves you, and there's crazy voices. And tell us all kinds of things like, oh, you're not going to make it. Do you remember what happened last Christmas? Dragon voices. Dragging you away from the truth. Dragging you away to focus on what they want to say instead of what Jesus says. He loves you so very much. Somebody asked me about healing cloths, and I really felt the presence of God, even as I was praying this morning, about continuing on. When we understand, and, and Pastor Jason said this even last week, we're, we're healed because he, he loves us, and he, he just does that. Not because we earned it, not because we ticked all the boxes. The glory of God doesn't show up because we ticked all the glory boxes. It doesn't work that way. He loves us. And and I often think this. Is the glory just not present? Because I was like out to lunch. (laughs) That's my phrase for it. It was here. He's here. He's everywhere, right? Is he not omnipresent? That means he's everywhere. So who was, where was I? Where was I? God's not the problem here, folks. And his glory just not manifest because I wasn't looking or I was blind. But he promised that in this day and through his son, my eyes would see and I could hear. If I can hear his voice, 
and I can see his presence. The rest doesn't matter. God wants to have this next year. He keeps speaking to me about building, building, building. Probably since about October. Building, building, building. Building strength. Building understanding. Building foundations that needed to be repaired. That he's a wise master builder. Kept echoing in my heart. He's a wise master builder. He knows how to put in word inside of you. Line upon line, precept upon precept. He knows you how to take you from this place to the other. He knows how to build you up and take you into that next. We'll see him build things in you. So the foundations, they're, they're there. Lots of you have them. But you haven't done anything with your structure yet. Some of you are going to have to change direction just a little bit, just a little bit. And, and allow him to do that so that the structure he was building could come up stronger so he can be that name of the strong tower in your life. There's been weaknesses that you've embraced assuming they were strengths. If I take this, it will make me stronger. If I face this, it will make me stronger. I will grow from this. But growth, he said, doesn't happen that way. Growth happens as you yield and allow his word to lift you and take you into the next place. There is some building that's coming that will come really fast, almost faster than you realized because you did not see that the foundation was already so structured in and it was just kind of hidden in behind. But what's happening is he's pulling back and he's saying, it's been there. It's been there. Oh, it's been there. And, and you thought, oh, no, I'm going to have to start from the ground up. And he's saying, no, 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 no. It's been there. I've been there. I've been there. I, no, 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 no. Don't, don't think that. Don't think you have to start over. It's not a restart. It's a build up. It's not a restart. It's a build up. And there are some others also who thought, I need to go this way. And he's saying, be careful, be careful. It's not time yet. It's coming, but it's not time yet. Because the changes, some of you are changing in your building and you thought it would look a certain way and it didn't turn out that way. And some of you were disappointed because it didn't turn out the way that you assumed it would go. And so you've been disappointed even with God. You said, I, I didn't think it would go this way. I didn't think my life would be like this. And he's saying there's something coming and you need to just prepare because you've been putting things on the shelf waiting until something looked the way that you thought it should look. And instead of that, you need to put it to the side and allow him to say, oh, this is what I need to build on right here. It's time to have that building come and, and not be concerned with your idea of what needed to wait. What needed to wait. God's timing is his timing. And his timing looks outside of yours. And your, I, I see a list 
and you were looking at a list and, and as you look at the list, there's all these things. Well, when this is done and this is done and this is done and this is done and this is done, then I can. And that's what he wants to talk to you about today. He says it's time to let that list go to the side and let him build it in his way, that there are angels that are coming to help you and take care of the things that are missing. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you and show you some of you in dreams, some of you through words, and some of you through the word. And hold them fast, hold them fast, says the Lord. Hold them fast, for the time of building has come. And you'll see it. You'll see it. You'll see it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Some of you are worried about uh, finances because you've looked at the world and you've been concerned about investments. You've been concerned about them. But if you'll listen to the Holy Spirit, he will even guide you in those things. And there's going to be some things he's going to say, no, don't do that. No, wait, no, wait, no, here, go. And it's, that's what I heard. No, 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 go. And so just listen for those promptings and you'll never have to be worried or concerned about finances because he sees all the things coming and going, including your finances. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We trust you for all those things you care for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Holy Spirit interruptions into our life. And for us recognizing and having our eyes opened and our ears opened to hear your voice and see your way and your direction in the things that we're facing. We thank you for your answers and your wisdom. Hallelujah. There is a time, but a temo in Bashotaka. Yes, the time of miracles is coming again. We've had seasons. And there's been a patience. There's been a waiting. But there's a time of miracles that a season, a season, a season. And while it was always a season for healing, there's always been available. There is an abundance, like an outpouring, and we are sitting on the edge. I see it sitting on the edge, and then it's just like a dam is breaking. A dam is breaking. A dam is breaking. I see the dam breaking. I see the They'll come. They'll come to the flood. They'll come to the flood. They'll come. They'll come. They'll come. Just keep looking up. Just keep looking up. 
Tondoba, I broste echere, I nendo casopasa, I prostenge de bosa, I brennenemeche. Because it's easy with him. He said, Oh, it's so easy. You didn't know. You didn't know it was so easy. It was so easy. It was so easy. Beretamo cabalasena, I prostande, Beresteme. So someone reached out this morning and asked, at some point, would there be a cloth? Occasionally, uh, it works that God moves in a certain way, as he did with Paul. And they, he said he took cloths, and they, they requested, that and they brought hankies. They brought them. They brought them. And they, they prayed for them, and then they carried them, and they took them from them, and they, they took them to those who were ill and those who were standing. And I have a few with me today. I have a few with me today. And I'll give them to the people. But I also want to. To let you know. That he's been looking at your situation. And he's seen it before you even knew about it. He saw it before. And he's already working on it. He's already sent help. Have faith. Have faith. And trust him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. That's it. Just receive right now. Receive a release. There's a release. There's a release right now. There's a release. For all the heaviness that you felt for those you love and care for. Oh, there's a release. There's a release from heaven today. His cares. He took them from you. He cares for you. He cares for you. And the cares of this world are lifted, are lifted, are lifted, are lifted. Oh, he cares, he cares. Oh, he cares. Just receive your freedom today. Receive from him today. There it comes, here it comes. Receive, keep going, keep going. We worship you. Almighty God. Oh,
praise your name, Lord. depression we have a voice over sickness we are not the lamb that was brought to the slaughter who was dumb before his shears who did not speak before his shears he did that so that we have a voice we have a voice over every circumstance and the power of that voice is in the name of Jesus Just like every person that came up here this morning, they had a power, a voice over the hard issues in their life, whatever is going on in their lives, cancer, depression, anxiety, bipolar. If there's a label, there's a voice for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. We've been empowered in the name of Jesus this morning. Go out with that voice. Don't forget about that voice in the name of Jesus that we have. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Be blessed. Have a great week. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.